Everything beautiful begins on the inside and radiates out, whether it's our personal beauty or that of our business and branding. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we help you find the success that you deserve by challenging you to take an outside and inside look at your branding and business. Now, here's your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. And remember that static is absolutely your enemy. And you have to be able to find your brand frequency in order to find customers that want to do business with you, whether it's a product or service that you're offering. It's always about making sure that you're aligning with solving their problems and meeting their needs. So today's show is very special to me uh, because I get to be a part of the guest list as well as being the host of this. And uh, Recently, 12 beautiful women, which I have five of them here today, uh, collaborated on an opportunity to just connect with other women, to be able to look for opportunities going into the new year, um, celebrate uh, each other's successes, but also share in each other's gifts. And lo and behold, somehow what came out of it was a beautiful book that is being launched this month, um, and we're going to fill you in on all the details of it, but Women Standing Strong Together is the title of the book, and each one of us have shared um, a very genuine and authentic story of what we've gone through in order to um, realize our own gifts and be woman that we want to not only be for ourselves, but be that woman that we want to be for other women and other people in our lives. So please, I'm going to introduce each of the guests um, as we progress along in this segment, um, and then we'll share a little bit more about this collaboration and why collaboration is going to be really important for us. So first of all, ladies, welcome. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so excited. We've got mm. we've got uh, this beautiful book that's coming out um, on the 29th. We're officially launching this book on December 29th, um, and I can tell you that it's been a love you know, a love fest of trying to figure out what to do. It's been a love fest of watching each and every one of you you know, progress through it, and then to be able to see the, the, and capture the creativity and the design that Candy has done with this book has been amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to take an opportunity to be able to find out a little bit more about each one of the chapters uh, that, that you ladies have written and what it meant to you to be able to do this. So, and Deborah, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you, Okay. So Deborah is uh, Deborah Finley. She's a medium and an educator. She's a certified angel card reader, an ordained minister, a healing arts professional, author, and intuitive. I think she's got that all wrapped up very well. But most importantly, she's a compassionate soul who loves people, and she wants to guide people gracefully um, through the heart of her gifts as being a medium. And she's been a medium for over 25 years um, and her presentation, The Healing Aspect of Mediumship, is intended to help gain peace and insights to loved one. And I can tell you firsthand, ladies, that I did do a reading with Deborah, and it was, um, it was so amazing, and it was very heartfelt. And as a matter of fact, Deborah, it was funny because I said, I need to listen to it again today because I'm feeling... Um, I'm feeling very sad at the loss of my father. And, I, you know, he showed up in, in my reading quite a bit with that. So uh, Deborah is... Is Deborah, your chapter was surrendering to the divine plan 
in our collaborative book here. And it's, and it's about that exact day that you realized how important your gift was. Um, what did you learn from that moment? Hi, everybody. Um, thank you for having me, Bonnie. What I learned was how my gift really doesn't have much to do with me at all. Um, yes, it does affect me, but it's really not about me. It's the way I want to say it is there's so much divine orchestration going on that it's pretty much beyond our human capacity to understand. And um, that's what I learned. I, I learned so many things, you know, but that was the first thing. God woke me back up, you know, woke me back up and reminded me, like, listen, this is not just about you. Oh, I love that. And, you know, that's really, I think, one of the important things that I think we've all learned this or we're learning it. But it's also, I think, a really important thing to touch on for other people is that the, the greatest gift we can offer is truly a gift of how it's a contribution to other people. And it has to serve us to some degree. But the truth is, is the more that it serves others, the more powerful the gift is. So I know that your gift of mediumship really brings a lot of peace and healing. Um, to you. people. So I'm, ex I'm excited to, I'm excited to read this book when it finally gets in my hands. Me too. And, uh, you know, from start to finish all the way through. Thank you, Deborah. So Thank Tina you. Mast, she's uh, one of our other authors here. And Tina is, well, she, you know, she's a life and wellness coach, a mentor and an author. And, you know, much like many of us, that women that we carry these labels and titles of wife and mother and sister and friend, she has a strong desire to help and serve others. And she has an extremely positive outlook that's given her strength to break through toxic cycles um, and get to that happy, fulfilling life, which I know is always challenging. Tina's belief is what she finds. When we find safe, loving place, we encourage that kind of support in others and true healing can begin. And her mission is to be that person she needed to be while struggling to find her way. And uh, yeah, Tina, I think that that's a big part of it. Your, your intuition, your deeper awakening, that gives you purpose in life. I know that. And um, your title for your book is Do It Afraid, um, which that's a, that's a very powerful title. So give us a little insight. You know, you were talking about it from uh, changing from fear to something that stopped you and that you wanted to move into action anyway. So how do you feel like this title and this chapter is going to help other women? Well, I think most of us uh, spend some time being afraid. There's uncertainty, um, even in the roles that you have, they may be new to you. Um, and at times the fear would stop me and it would keep me from feeling fulfilled or feeling like I made an impact on somebody's life. And so for me, I just decided, you know what, my choices are not do it at all, which I had been doing most of my life, or do it afraid. What's the worst that can happen? You're afraid, so just try it anyway. And it was life-changing for me. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so simple, but you're right. So many people struggle with fear. And I think that fear sometimes is summed up in, in the different ways that we react to it. You know, fear for some people has them absolutely feel paralyzed. And, you know, fear for other people might make them be loud and obnoxious. And I think that when we understand how fear connects with us personally and as an individual, 
I think it's a little easier for us to be able to kind of work through those patterns that we see that keep showing up in life and keep stopping us from having that happiness and that fulfillment. You know, one of the things that I noticed is that uh, when I decided to do it afraid, I kind of took some time to recognize what those feelings were for me and how I would react when I would feel them starting. So that way when it happened, I knew exactly what I was going to do. Right. Yeah. As and opposed you know, to being stopped. Absolutely. And there's fear and anxiety and excitement. And sometimes those are all the same emotion. We just label them in a particular way. So, um, you know, can we transfer the way that we label these emotions so that they don't stop us quite as much, I think is a, a very powerful approach. Well, I'm excited to read your chapter as well. Yeah. All right. Candy. Oh, Candy. Now, not only has Candy been a contributing author to this, but she's also been the graphic designer to a lot of uh, what this book has looks like and the creative uh, vision that she had for it. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'm, I have a picture here. I'm going to show you guys in a little bit, but um, I love it. I think it, it totally resonated with me the minute we saw some of your first designs. And so Candy is a, she's, is a professional artist and graphic designer with over 26 years experience. And she's also an energy healer an intuitive and an empath. And through her gifts, she's able to connect with her clients' energy and help them create unique soul-based art and designs. Um, I, I love that. I think that's, that's brilliant. Instead of it just feeling like an external thing, like you're really touching people's inside. And I think you did that with us. Uh, and Candy's talent can be seen throughout the book as well as many others in her current creative force. She's partnered with author and spiritual coach, coach Gloria Coppola, who's with us today, uh, to form powerful potential and purpose and uh, publishing. And their belief is to be able to have this, in, uh, have this powerful purpose in our lives. And the vision and mission is to help other authors and readers alike to be able to reach their full potential and soul purpose. And I know you guys are going to be very successful at doing that. I can tell already. All right. So, Candy, your title is Love of Creation. For the love of creation. Uh, give us a little bit of why being creative is so important to you. I discovered and I learned it very early on that creativity is my connection to the universe, to God, to source. It is, for all of us, creativity is that life force energy. It's love. It's what comes from the universe. It's what we give back to the universe. So when it links me quickly and easily into God, into that flow of source, and it magnifies everything, it makes everything better, it makes me whole, <laughs> it makes me sane. <laughs> um, and in the few, when in my experience in denying that creativity, it sent me really deep into depression and, you know, some really dark places. So being creative is my true lifeline that keeps me going and keeps me alive. Yeah, it's, it, it truly is your brand essence. And I can see the excitement when you're in that creative mode. And, you know, I always say that when we, when we know what our strengths are and we can run with them, um, it keeps us in our happy place. And there's times in life where we have to not be in our strengths and work on other things. Um, but to know that you got to go back, you got to get back into what those stories are. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm a big firm believer that arts and music are a powerful influences in our lives. 
Um, and I think as technology continues to keep accelerating at the pace that it does, that it's also telling us that if, if technology can support us in these other arenas, we need to get back to that creative, art-filled, magical place that I think we all have some kind of gifts in. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not... Oh, okay. I'm not that artistic and I can't sing or play an instrument, but I understand where my creative energy is. And I just try to stay connected with that. Yeah. And you know, and that's what I've learned and what I really try to get people to connect with is that we are all creative. You don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be a musician. The, there are so many ways to be creative. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, I know that. Um, thank you for all the contribution that you've done for this book for all of us. And uh, I know that there's, uh, there's more creativity that I think all of us can tap into. So I'm sure your chapter will align with that for all of us. All right, Marianne. Um, Marianne St. Clair, you are an international acclaimed muse, a published author, an international speaker and leader, and you're an expert in leading people with a multi-sensory experiences, moving them out of their heads and into their central bodies so that they can reclaim their five essential P's, peace, pleasure, power, purpose, and prosperity. I want all of them, every single one of them. Uh, you amplify women's process of reclaiming their sovereignty of, of all capabilities, sexually, emotionally, financially, creatively, and relationship-wise, uh, it's taught you these techniques in thousands, and you've taught these techniques to thousands of people around the world. So um, that's a very unique niche, for sure. I think people seek certain elements of connectiveness, but I think that we avoid some of them as well. And, you know, and I think that, uh, I think really women too, I think sometimes we think we can't be all of those things. So your title is My Sovereignty, and it's all about owning, you said it's all about owning more of the pleasures rather than the pains. Well, that's a, that's a concept right there. <laughs> how has this, <laughs> how has this impacted you reclaiming your authentic self by writing this chapter? You know, there's been parts of me that, you know, I've kept that a very much a chronological order and life was happening to me. And I think, you know, through writing this book, went really deeper into connecting even more to my authentic self. So in reclaiming the authenticity, more of me gets to show up. And I get to decide and be in the driver's seat as what I help other women at to do is rather than life happening, you know, being a, a victim to life, you, you really come into that full essence and allow yourself to express it into the world and give yourself the freedom to express it into the world. And there you begin to really come into what pleases and have more fun and have play in your life. So, um, you know, the, what, you all were talking about with the, the creativity. I, I feel as a muse, a muse has been so much misinterpreted in the past. We, we're going by the definition in the past of musicians and artists. Everybody is creative, as you said, and the, the new muse is coming forward to really help others to tap into their own creative gifts. Mm, I love that, Marianne, when you talk about the, that freedom for expression, because even though we have so many new 
platforms and avenues and ways to express ourselves we're it's we're more fearful of doing that like we we really feel like if we're not in a group of like-mindedness we don't have the right to express ourselves but i think that expression is is one of the healthiest things that we can do you know and what we do in that is you know we conform to what we think other people will want to see ourselves rather than coming from that place of you know, if I want to wear a wig today, if I want to, you know, go dance naked outside. I mean, so much of life has kept us very, very uh, away from or disconnected from that expression. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, not even online, but just in every aspect of our lives and our daily lives, expression is key. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that goes back to Tina's chapter in Tina's book on, you know, do it afraid. Um, because there's, there's power in that. Like we will stop ourselves from being feeling limitless because of fear. And because we, we don't want the ramifications of expressing ourselves or thinking we're not up to par or good enough. So that's, that's, that's exciting. It's exciting. I like and I like the idea of, uh, a modern day muse instead of looking at it from that very traditional uh, definition that it's always been. It's the feminine side. There's so much coaching, you know, comes from more the, the uh, masculine. You're going to see a lot more musing happen because it is that intuitive, that, you know, spark of inspiration. And so that's what we do is inspire people. Uh, I agree. I agree. And I know that what I'm hearing a lot too is that even though there might be coaches or a dime a dozen right now, like it seems like everybody's a coach out there. I heard this expression the other day that somebody said, you know, I could throw a rock out my window and hit a coach. <laughs> and it's, and it's sad. It's sad to be able to say that because I know that each one of us that fill, fulfill a certain part of our destiny and what we do and whatever that gift is that we're bringing um, that there's a purpose for it and there's somebody that can heal and be more powerful from what we have to offer. But I think you're right. I think that going into this new decade, um, coaches and therapists and healers and people like that are going to have a dominant role in balancing society moving forward. So I think we all have those gifts to be able to bring to that. So thank you. Looking forward to it. All right, Miss Gloria Coppola. All right. So listen, you're more than an author, a visionary, a wisdom consultant, and an international recognized educator. You're also now a publisher of Women Standing Strong Together, which is the book that we are launching and that we're talking about here. And each of us have shared um, a really powerful part of our chapters here, but um, I, I like your title, Shattered Pieces. And you said it's the, the day that everything shifted in your life. How did this day impact you and get you on this path to want to publish this book with all, the, with all of us? Well, look at all of us. We all have shattered pieces here, don't we, that came together. And like Deborah said in the very beginning, this is a divine orchestration. So while my life, the rug got pulled out from it actually 21 years ago today, how auspicious, okay? It woke me up on another level. And we've all talked about little pieces of what this is all about. 
And it brought me to this place, you know, Bonnie, because it happened about five years ago when the guidance came through to bring women together, but it took a certain time to align the ones that were ready to bring their inspiration, their expression, their creativity, and their gifts forward. And that's what all of these ladies, all 12 of us, have done. And so I never saw it in the plan to be a publisher. And so being a coach, like you're saying, there's so many coaches, and Marianne talked about the masculine approach. It's always like goal-oriented, this, that. But what we're missing is the entire piece of the puzzle, all those shattered pieces that come together that show you from the beginning of time, if you listen to your purpose, if you listen to your soul, it is all there. But if we're afraid, Dina, right, we don't take the chance. So I had to do this afraid. I did it afraid. <laughs> you know, I was scared along the process, just like I was scared 21 years ago when everything was taken away from me, my spouse, my mind, my health my business, my father, and the list goes on. But it all came together in a beautiful way that creates, like when you see a mosaic of all the shattered pieces, it can create the most beautiful image out there. So this creative energy, believe it or not, is here with all of us. Oh, that's so beautiful. And you know, the the shattered pieces, you talked about that being something that happened 21 years ago, but there isn't any reason, that, you know, the impact might be less each year, but the memories and the evolution that we have to go through to heal is, as humans is always present. Absolutely. And even when I contributed my story, there was an evolution. Just like working with each lady, I saw every draft, every edit evolve to another level of healing. Well, it happened for me too. And as I was going through it, and Candy knows this because she was on the phone with me while it was happening, halfway through it, it went in a direction that I did not plan, just like life. I did not plan. And insights about the soul alchemy of our journeys and how every one of us transmuted our own lives began to channel through me. And I was like, wow, where's this information coming from? And so that, you know, tapping into that intuitive sense, which all of us have, even those listening, we just have to honor it. And that's really what this is all about. Every woman here has honored that level of their soul blueprint. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, um, the, the, I think sometimes the challenges that we're facing is as intuitives and empaths is denying that feeling, denying that inner knowing and thinking that we have to have more of that masculine energy out there to accomplish, to get further, to, you know, move the mark in a sense. And, and, I, and I know that for a fact as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both do. We both are very powerful women who have accomplished a lot of goals, you know, and when, my, when the rug got pulled out for me, I was that person. I had check, 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 check. I had what looked like the perfect life. But it really is more than that. And when we touch in with that divine feminine, that part of ourselves, that intuitive part that we all have, then other things begin to come forward. And yes, it's scary out there because a lot of people feel like they're being judged because they're a little different. But you know what? Every single person in the world is different. Mm -hmm. Everybody is. It's true. 
So Bonnie, I want to also um, talk to you about your, your role in this. Bonnie and I have actually been part of this for about five years, off and on, off and on. We never, like she said earlier, never saw a book in this. We saw bringing women together to share their message and speak. But then the message came to me, put a book together. And in like 70 days, we did this. Oh my God, right, Bonnie? I mean, look, look at what transpired. You know, people are going to look at us and say, wow, they did this so fast, but we know it was a five-year process. Yeah. Funny, tell us about your story. You know, um, you have a really interesting title as well. Spirit is supposed to be shaky. What does that mean? And how is your story going to impact women on their journey? You know, it, for me, it was, it's my own lack of trust in me. You know, and uh, not ever fully allowing myself to be guided outside of me. So it's my level of resistance that I'm constantly facing. And when I was writing my chapter and kind of creating my timelines of my story, I realized that every time I followed, and I, and I say follow in a very, a very nurturing way, followed a friend as if they were a guide to me to a next piece of my journey, a next piece of learning, I always had a tremendous impact in that. And so I started to see this pattern of show up, be present, don't say no, say yes. <laughs> and that allowed me to kind of be in this space of having this real transformation take place and the right people showed up in my life. The right, you know, circumstances were available to me to take those next steps. And for me, it's really, it's, it's, it's about that lack of trust that I, that I still own and that, and that trust that I have to work through as a lifelong journey for me. And I really feel like uh, other women are impacted by that same thing. You know, we put so many labels on us, like Tina had mentioned, you know, we're wife, we're mother, we're sister, we're, you know, we're all of these things and these labels and sometimes, and, but, you know, for me to understand that my personal brand is, is connection. And that every time I am disconnecting myself from my gifts and disconnecting myself from what's available to me in the world through people and, and places and things, I become very unhappy and I can easily get, you know, shattered by it. So I trust that connection for me is how I continue to stay in that mode of trust. I love that. And I really do feel that that's what these messages are going to bring out to the people, men and women, because men have been reviewing the book for us too. And it's been touching them as well, this connection that we all have that is related to our doubt, our fear, and our lack of connection to share our stories with each other. But now we're being more authentic, each and every one of us, and we are bringing forward to the world the permission almost, right? So that others can connect and be authentic. So thank you all for being a part of this. Yeah, and before we take our, our break, you guys here, um, I just want to acknowledge because we're, we're six authors, but there's six other authors that have contributed to the book. So I just want to do a quick shout out to them. So we have Jacqueline DeGroote, Jenny Peterson, Angela Jones Tao, Christine Cat. Uh, Kept, oh gosh, I'm going to just butcher her name. Cataggio. Cataggio, <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, an Italian would have to help me out with that. Uh, Brenda Nicholas and Nanette Nuvolone. Um, you guys, thank you. I'm, we, they just weren't able to make the show today to be able to share it, but I wanted to make sure we acknowledge all, uh, all of us 
um, as contributing authors to this. Okay, you guys, so we're talking uh, about the uh, Women Standing Strong Together, the book that's being launched on December 29th, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our journey we each experienced in coming together and uh, healing through our own stories. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Beauty Inside and Out and Beautiful Brands Inside and Out as we've rebranded the show uh, to close out the year. And we talk about brands from a perspective of not just what you're buying out there and maybe companies that you're doing business with, but we talk about brands from a very personal level who we are and what our contribution is to each other. And all of these women that we've talked to in our first segment have shared with you what their personal brand identity is all about and how they stay connected um, in the world and feel best and feel like they're, they're being their best selves by making sure that their personal brand is a contribution to others and society. Um, and all of this ended up in a book that is launching on December 29th. We'll give you the details um, of how you can pick up your copy, whether it's a Kindle or an actual book copy um, before our show ends today. And we'd love for you to participate with us um, as well on our uh, Facebook page. And um, once you get the book and share some of the stories that you enjoyed as well. So we've got a big launch happening on December 29th. Okay, ladies, I, you know, I can tell you, I felt like I got involved in this book project and just ghosted you all the minute it started. And, you know, and I can say that part of it for me was I had lost my father in July and I didn't feel creative. I didn't feel that I had the right to share a story. I didn't feel like I had the right to, um, you know, act like I have my life all together because at that point during my grieving process, I by no means had my life together and didn't feel like I was much of a contribution to it. So, but Gloria kept me, you know, kept me in it, kept me on it. And, you know, I'm grateful for that 
our friendship, Gloria, that, you know, you stayed there. You let me have my space and you stayed there. But it was, it was really hard for me to take the time and feel like writing something about myself had any impact. And I discovered that when I was writing my story, part of my story is about the relationship with my father and being the third girl and, you know, him really wanting a boy and how that impacted my life at such a young age um, to think that I wasn't wanted and to go through that whole journey of I'm not wanted, I'm not wanted. And I felt very guilty writing that, knowing that my father loved me as much as he loved, you know, my sisters and my brother. Um, And nothing, and none, you know, nonetheless, um, it was my story. And, but I felt guilty writing that with him passing and thinking, you know, like he can hear me. He can, he's, he's watching me write this book and he's, and he can hear this. And I'm not sure that I've ever fully shared that with him when he was alive. And how dare I say this now that he's passed, knowing that I know his spirit and soul is around me. Um, So there was a lot of trauma for me in writing my story and feeling a connection to it and without guilt. Um, So I know that that was some of the experience that I had in it, but I'm, I'm grateful that I did get through it. I'm grateful to be a part of this group. Um, and I'm truly grateful that we're going to be launching this book and sharing our stories because I know the impact it will make on other women. So I'm curious from any one of you, whoever would like to share this, you know, how has your, how has this made uh, this writing this book and writing your chapter been for you in your own personal experience? Bonnie, before we do that, I just want to say you were not alone. No. Okay. I know that. And I know that everybody, including myself, went through those feelings. And I know that people out there in the world go through that too, doubting that they have something to gift mm-hmm. or that their story is worthy and yet life is still going on. So how dare we? But you know what? Life is always going to happen. And I just want to tell you, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Your father is so proud of you right now. <laughs> he, he, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's that that Bonnie, he always, always, always knew that you had to tell this story to help other people. Oh my God, I'm crying. Oh God, no. don't get me crying now. No, <laughs> I, I, mm. <laughs> Talk to our medium. <laughs> no, finish. No, finish, Gloria. No, go ahead. You go. I, I just want to echo that as well. And I feel like I need to pass on to you from him, you know, as I'm sure I passed on before to you. He is so very proud of you and he does love you so very much. And the thing that is important here is that you are also helping to educate parents as well on how children can perceive things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's thanking you for helping make people better parents, even by your story. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for that, ladies. Yeah. Bonnie, I have to say, I'm a medium as well. And then um, your dad, and I think this is so common in a lot of readings that I do, the capacity for you to be able to fully explain yourself and your feelings to him, he wasn't at a point that he could fully receive it in the way that it would be healing for both of you. Mm. So the timing of you doing this writing in your book, you mentioned just how therapeutic it was for you. As, as talking with some of the other authors, that same kind of therapy for me, I personally did. I wasn't aware that was going to happen. I, <laughs> I was a little 
oh, I got to write this down. And, but a little befuddled as to how am I going to put this out without making someone not like me, feeling that rejection, or even just being that vulnerable. Oh, yes. Um, so for me, that, that part of it, um, having that vulnerability, and even for you speaking with your father, if you had had that opportunity, the healing wasn't there. The timing wasn't right. And now the timing is right. Um, and it's right, I think, for all of us. It sounds like so many have gone through such a change. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but embrace it now. There's no way you can, they can put that light out now for all of these women. And I hope that that impacts other women the same way. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that it will. I'm sure that it will. Thank you guys for both sharing all of that and sharing how, you know, it, it, your story was also difficult too. Cause I know as Gloria said, we were not alone in this. Um, but, but, and then you guys guide me here in, in regards to this too, and feel free to contribute your personal experience as well. But I feel like sometimes, and I don't know if it's just me or if it's kind of, I could generalize it and say in women, sometimes when we're feeling at our worst or feel incredibly vulnerable, we pull back instead mm-hmm. of pushing forward. And I, and I, and I think that then we become sensitive to it as far as do I reach out? Do I let them have their space? Do I, you know, how do I connect with other women? Because that's a big part of what we all experienced. And I know Marianne, I think you want to share something on this. Yeah. So something that you just mentioned is um, so in the masculine is we want to push forward so what I like to, um, what I would like to offer is lean in, lean into it, which is that gentle, that um, way that we can, you know, face the fear, but then we can lean into experience and expand ourselves rather than push, 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 because what happens when we push, we get resistance back. And so when we lean in and soften, And in that vulnerability, vulnerability is power. Vulnerability is strength. Um, When we can be in that authenticness of ourself, but just leaning into more of it rather than, you know, pushing. I love that. And I like the way you said that. I wrote it down, Marianne. Lean in and soften because I, you know, stepping in, moving forward, like all of those words, they sound stoic and firm, but to lean in and soften is, uh, it's something that I'm going to keep up here and, and remind myself to do because, uh, my strength is also like many women, I think that are out there. It's a cover up. It takes us away from that authentic vulnerability that we need to, you know, keep running through our veins we were taught that that's not safe. It's yeah, we were taught it's true. Girl, it doesn't feel safe. safe. <laughs> right. We were taught that it wasn't received. They don't want a woman that's strong and thinks for herself. So that it was for me, the experience I've had is you can think it, but keep it to yourself and don't get in the way of others. Generally not the feminine. Cause we all kind of, when you're around women, you all kind of bond together. You kind of have that similarity. Yeah. Yeah. And I was brought up be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, that's a common thing. Yeah. And I remember about 15 years ago teaching a class and someone was sharing that. And I broke the sentence down differently, guided by spirit. Be seen 
mm-hmm. not heard going with the crowd. So it was open to interpretation and it took me all those years to see it and then begin to live it. And my wish is that everybody gets seen for who they are. Every child can speak their truth without fear. Mm. And I really, I really do believe that as we kind of progress into this new decade, that being heard is going to be powerful and we can't be afraid to to speak what we need to speak. We just, I still believe like what Marianne said and even what Candy said from that, you know, from that creative artistic side, we have to speak with compassion and softness, but we're afraid that that's not going to be heard. It's louder. Have you ever taught your children not to scream, but when they whisper, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's so much more heard because people have to stop talking, you know, to be able to hear what you're saying. It's, it's so much more power than that coming with that force and, and loudness. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, and I think that there, you know, you all are women that I admire and that I think together, you know, being able to bring that forward and share it with other women is going to be powerful. But, but Gloria, you're right from your perspective too, when you mentioned for men too, um, you know, because men are redefining their voice in this day and age as well, you know, and they've been reprimanded for things they do and they say, and still at this point, and they're trying to figure out. And I, and I think that as, as Marianne even said too, that there's, and Candy, I saw a post that you did that was kind of like coming from a male voice that they have to find their own femininity. Mm-hmm. They do. And I shared that Gloria posted it, but I shared it because it's, and I see it actually in my own relationship. My husband is very empathic and I watch the struggle as he tries to honor. And he actually does a really good job of honoring the feminine nature and the feminine creative force in order to support me in my creative endeavors and in, you know, expressing my voice. So I watch, and it's so important because so many men don't feel they have the right to express that softer aspect that they're going to be shunned or criticized for being more gentle. Mm. And yet as a creative woman and as you know as I'm learning to step into being more feminine, you know, because that's part of this creative journey for me, I need his I need his strength and his masculinity as the yin yang the balance, but I need that softer side of him to allow me to be soft because he's my mirror. So if he's hard and masculine, I respond in the same way. That's who, that's just how I am. And for him to be soft allows me to be soft. Mm. I like, I like the way that you put that into perspective that we do mirror each other in relationships like that. And, um, and then we think we need to, I'm not going to use the word compete, um, but we need to, like hold each other up to that that strength 
Yeah, absolutely. And I use the word compete because I also have a part of me that's very competitive. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, so if I don't, if I can be supported and feel like I don't have to compete, then that, you know, allows so much more to blossom and to come into life. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Ladies, we we have this opportunity that we've collaborated together, but where do you feel that this next level of collaboration can not only take us, but can take other women as well? Where do you see this going? I go ahead. Thank you. I see it freeing us to be authentic without fear of being rejected, you know, manipulated, you know, like who cares? <laughs> you know, I'm at that point in my life anyway. And I think that it's going to help the younger generation as well as people in our own generations to just be more authentic. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make people happy, but not at the expense where you lose yourself totally. Mm, that's refreshing. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Who else would like to share on this? Marianne? Um, I feel that, you know, it's going to heal the, the, the younger generations. It's going to heal the older generations. It's going to go past, present, future. I feel that this book circulating and each of us getting on stages and coming together to collaborate, um, sharing this message is going to impact in ways that I don't even think we have come to know yet. But the more we lean in, the more we show up, the more we grab arms, you know, I see um, maybe we'll make changes in governments. Maybe we'll make changes in, in, not maybe, we will make changes in governments. We will make changes in how um, politics are done, how, look at Marianne Williamson on the stages these days, who would have thought, there's just so much beauty that is happening because of us willing to share our stories. And for her not to be afraid to have that voice and, and stand in that position, um, yeah. even though she's quite different than the rest. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's refreshing to be able to hear a different voice at times. <gasps> and that's part of the evolution that I think we're all going through. Yeah, what, what else in regards to collaboration do you guys feel? Um, for me, um, the collaboration part is so refreshing because for the longest time, I felt like this was only happening to me. Mm-hmm. I thought, that, you know, every other woman was just so poised and so together and their life just was going along just fine. And I just couldn't understand, well, why does my life feel like it's so not mine? Why does it feel, why do I feel so out of touch? The whole idea of collaborating with these women is so empowering to me that I wasn't alone. I didn't share what I was going through, so then no one offered their, their story to me. But as soon as I started sharing and then other women started sharing to me, boy, I tell you, that gave me such a peace inside that I'm not alone. This isn't, I, I'm not one woman out on an island. We're all kind of going through this, but we're all for some reason afraid to tell each other. Mm. And that's what I was going to share is what I see happening is my experience actually was really similar to yours, Bonnie, and our stories and a whole bunch is real similar. And I wish that I'd known because I lost my mom in July. 
as well. I'm sorry to hear that. If we had either one of us shared what we were going through, that would have been a support. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see this collaboration because there's, there's so much similarity. And like Tina says, when we share and all of a sudden we're not alone. It's like, oh, you're going through this. I can support you. And in that support heals me and, you know, vice versa, you can support me and that heals you. So in this collaboration, we're healing each other and we're healing ourselves. And that healing then ripples out, like Marianne said, further and further and further out into the world, past, present and future. So the collaboration is just, you know, it's this ripple effect that's going to, that is making magnificent change. So many things from you all just speaking about in the book, there's grieving, there is sexual trauma, there is trauma, there's losing voices, there is, there's so much in the weaving of the stories in this book that a woman will find herself and pick it back up at a later time, like you all going through your grieving process right now. Pick it back up, and there's a story in there about grieving. Pick it back up if you are to the point of healing the sexual trauma. Or So I just feel that this book has a shelf life. It has a life that will go through different stages of a woman's healing. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Wow. And Gloria, I know that you, you know, like you said, you were kind of like the mother hen of all of this, like all of this was coming at you, to you, for you, with you. And um, I'm sure at times it was overwhelming. And, and, um, but at the same time, it, it lethargic, you know, very, you, you couldn't be lethargic in the process of being able to support us. So I, you know, big thank you for, you know, playing that, that role of keeping us connected, but giving us our space to, you know, find this connection and, and, and uh, healing for us as well. Thank you. You know, I may have kept it together on the outside, (laughs) but as you can see on the inside, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And it was a big, big leap for me to come out and be truthful on like podcast shows and stuff. And because I said something on Facebook one day, nothing big, just something, somebody that had been watching me got a hold of me and she put me on a a, a radio show. And from that radio show, so many others have put me on and put some of these women on. Mm -hmm. As a result, the radio show hosts are being healed because of our stories. Mm -hmm. And like, oh my God, me too. Or I relate to that. And so the collaboration is spreading out across the world right now with all of us. They even had Santa Claus on with me, seriously, because <laughs> he was going through stuff. And it was, so, it was so interesting to hear how he felt not appreciated, getting depressed, mm. exhausted. And so we had to lift Santa up. And that's also the way a lot of men feel out there. Because they feel like they have to be the one and only to handle everything. They have to be the strong one. Like Candy said, they're afraid to show their softness sometimes. So I already see this, Bonnie, going out around the world, helping somebody that's listening to one of our podcasts 
or reading this book. And like Marianne said, there's something for everybody, whether you have a health condition you're trying to resolve and, and you're wishing you would just die and realizing the power behind those thoughts. Or if you were raised, you know, trying to be perfect and all the trauma that brings even with other disorders like eating disorders that teenagers go through, there is so much that one can relate to. Yeah, that's so true. I went through that emotional roller coaster ride, rereading these stories. I now know what it means to step in somebody's shoes. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you know what? One of the things that I want to share with you ladies is that it has been completely refreshing to me is we haven't used the word success and money and, and power and fame in any of the conversation that we've shared over this hour. We've really trusted that our place is to keep sharing and collaborating and connecting with each other because that's what's going to heal not only our souls, but the world's soul as well. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm so proud and honored to be a part of this. And I want to give these last couple of minutes to Gloria to be able to share um, what's coming up because I know one of the things we talked about was not only that we're launching a book on December 29th, but we're launching speaking opportunities, not only for us, but for other women to collaborate with us as well and to share our stories in live formats and, and digital formats like this. So um, to any of my listeners that might be listening right now and you feel that, you know, as women, you would like to invite us to these things or have us participate with you and what you're up to, please feel free to reach out and you can always reach me at Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com and make that connection so that, so that I can support these women and, and what some of these uh, opportunities are that I think this book is, is going to provide for us. So Gloria. In this last couple of minutes, will you share some of the things that are happening right now and how people can get the book, uh, participate in some of the events we're doing and so forth? Absolutely. Well, one of the exciting things is January 25th and 26th in Wilmington, Delaware, thanks to, to the, Tina and Deborah, we are doing an event there to surrender to your authentic self. And that was our original plan to get on stage and share our gifts. And so it all came together divinely orchestrated that the book and less than a month later, we have the event. And so five of our authors will be there. If you want to meet them, if you want to work with them, if you want to hear, you know, their gifts and, and how they can help you. Okay. Um, the book is releasing, like you said, December 29th, real soon. And so if you go to Amazon, there you go. I have the proof. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's got the real thing. <laughs> this is, this has the marking across being approved. But this is what it looks like. This is the beautiful, wow, beautiful. There's beautiful artwork that you don't typically see in a book, thanks to Candy. Um, we are releasing it December 29th, and we ask you to go on Amazon and purchase the Kindle or the print book, you know, and help us get this message out. You know, we go up in those ranks and we become bestseller. There's going to be more people that get see this book, read these stories and get help in their life. So we need your help with that. Also on December 29th, if you come over to our fan page on Facebook, Powerful Potential and Purpose, we have a party going on and we have a contest. Okay. And I think there's like, Marianne probably knows the count. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the prizes Marianne actually made that painting. So we're going to have prizes all day long. So like every hour or so, there will be different authors coming on and speaking. We're also going to have some of our 
book reviewers who are authors as well talking about their books. So not just ours, theirs as well, because we want to support them for supporting us. And if you follow the guidelines that are going to be posted on there, you have the opportunity to win about, there's like one of 12 prizes out there. All right, Miriam? I think you're on mute. There's a bracelet, there's paintings, there's readings, there's card decks, there, uh, there's really things that any of us would just love to get our hands on. Yeah, so, and Candy uh, has one of her paintings come in. And so that's one of the things we're doing for all our listeners and supporters on December 29th. So come on live throughout the day on our Facebook page. We also have another event coming up that we've been invited to in New Jersey, Edison, New Jersey, on March 20th, the weekend of March 27th. And the people that, the, the authors that are coming with us have the opportunity to be on stage as a panel discussion so that if you're attending, you can come up and you can ask us questions about our journeys. We can give you, you know, support on yours. And then you can come get your autographed copy of the book as well. And then in April, Deborah is collaborating another event for us down in Florida. And so we have things popping up all over it. And I have to tell you, although this was the, the divine plan five years ago, it is happening like fast right now. We are oh, in that's beautiful. Good. Yes. We've got to you wrap know. up the show at this time, you guys. But I want everybody to know that Powerful Potential and Purpose is the fan page on Facebook. Yes. If you want to join us on December 29th. But to purchase the book, you can do a pre-order on it now on Amazon. So it's Women Standing Strong Together um, is the title. And the subtitle is Stories of Surrendering Your Authentic Self. So get your pre-order in now. Get your print books shipped to you. Um, and at this point, you guys, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm so glad that we got to do this and, and host this opportunity to be able to share what we're doing. And I'm excited about what the future is going to bring for all of us, but for all the people that would like to collaborate with us in the future as well. Thank, thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, thank Bonnie. Bonnie. All right, so we're finishing out 2019. We're rolling into 2020. You guys, this is so exciting to be able to do that. The next time I'm going to be with you is on January 2nd. I've got some great opportunities available to you to share. I'm going to be doing a Vision Blast 2020, a five-day free challenge to be able to help you kind of get on your path uh, so that 2020 can be the best year yet. And um, some more announcements as well when we get into the new year. So in the meantime, happy holidays to you. Enjoy your new year. And I'll see everybody in 2020. Thank you for listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. 